All right, everybody, November 28th, welcome to the fourth episode of Talk About It TV. Cody, Alex, Nick in studio. It's going to be a good night, four days past Thanksgiving. We're still getting over the turkey blues. We are uh, We're excited about tonight, and I think it's going to be a good one. As always, thanks for everybody for tuning in, and go over to our social media platform, Facebook, Instagram. You can follow us there, catch up on the latest episodes that are dropping. This is probably going to turn into a two-part uh, episode tonight. It's going to be a long one because we got a lot of stuff to cover. I want to thank everybody for the follows we got over the last week, almost 900 follows through the contest Hundred more, and I think we'll be uh, we'll be ready to give a prize away. A lot, yes. of, a lot of feedback, a lot of interaction there, and I am I'm proud to see it. So, Nick, good Thanksgiving. It was a good Thanksgiving. I went to uh, Illinois hunting. Yeah, Nick's been Nick's been away for a few days. Let me ask you this. Here's an interesting question: Thanksgiving in the North. I've never had a. I've never spent a holiday away from home. Is there any? Is there different foods that they consider like a necessity? Like we have dressing and turkey. Is there something up there? They you know boiled possum or anything? No, they didn't do anything different. We had some hometown people from here, and um, they cooked for us, so everything was the same. Stuffing or dressing? Dressing. Was it two pans? Mm, who mm. made that? Missy. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so that's awesome. Yeah. I always wondered how other people's holidays go. I spent a Thanksgiving in Arkansas probably twenty years ago. They had chocolate dressing. Really? Put on they put it on biscuits. It was chocolate dressing they put on there. You wanna talk about somebody being <laughs> slapped sideways? She said, You want some of this chocolate dressing? I was like, Chocolate what? She's like, We call it dressing, we don't call it gravy. They it put it over a biscuit. It was sweet. I didn't really enjoy it. It it, it was a different Thanksgiving for myself. I I got permission from the wife to let me go out of town hunting, and we'll get more into that that whole dialogue and how that went. Yeah, I want to give you. her a shout out for letting me go. Got a good woman that knows that I like to hunt. Did you go by yourself? Yeah. Well, I had some there's some guys some local here that went up there with us also, but you I did I did ride by myself. Yes, that's a long, boring yeah, ride. It's <laughs> not bad. I can get there in seven hours or so. But it's a it's a it's. It gets monotonous driving over and over again, talking to yourself. Yeah. yeah. What happened to your nose? <laughs> briar. <laughs> a little scratch there. Scratch. Usually, that ain't no briars up there. Everything in the state of Illinois sticks to you. You told me to hunt oh, the thick stuff. I took your advice. <laughs> well, that was a – I'm not even going to go into how good that worked out for yeah. you. So, we got, a, we got a big plan in store for you tonight. Got a good episode. Going to have on – Brandon Poole, and he's going to give us a little rundown of his success of the uh, the trip. He took down a buck that was nicknamed Sawzall. Sawzall, that's right. These local guys we ran into had had it on trail camera for several years, <clears throat> several years, and had named it Sawzall after we had ran into them. Um, Brandon may want to call it something else. But <laughs> come up with a name for it. Never know about him. <laughs> that's old Bush Hog. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, a great buck. Probably it's probably his best bow kill. I think it yeah. is his best one, but he's or best kill. Period. It's probably his biggest buck. I think I it is his biggest buck. Um, of course, we'll let him talk about it in a minute. Um, as but, far as the as far as the trip goes with Brandon this time, you also had Blaine Loggins in camp with you as well. So we may we may ping old Blaine up. And see, that's that was his first trip to Illinois. 
He's been up there before with me, but it's been the fir- it's first time he's been back in several years. Did he uh, did and as excitable as Blaine is about hunting, as long as I've known him, he's always been geared up for hunting. So I'm sure. Oh golly, he'll... he's he's texted me and we've been talking every day about it. And while I was up there this past Thanksgiving here, this Thanksgiving, and he constantly texted me and called me to see how I was doing or where I may be hunting at and. I can just tell it's it's lit a fire in him again. It's always exciting when you got somebody out of town. You're wanting to know what's going on oh, yeah. while you're sitting at work or you're at home, and you're like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" With, you know, tell me, tell me something good. Tell me something yeah. good. And I always, if I'm out of town hunting, I want to get those texts because people are like, well, "I don't want to bother you when you hunt." No, you're not bothering me. I want to tell you, you know, because yeah. I want to see, hey, you know, what's going on, Nick? I'm texting you constantly because yeah. I'm sitting at work or doing whatever. I'm Sometimes I feel like I can't get back to everybody at one time though, so. Well, you try to get to the people that are important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of people's interested. So, so it, it was a fun time, good weather. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. Cody, Thanksgiving, what'd y'all do out there? And y'all went camping, right? We did. We had a good time. Ate a lot of food. Not such a good time when you got home with the freezer door open, though. Did come home to an open freezer door, a uh, 20 cubic foot upright freezer door open. Probably about $300 worth of meat in there. This. Is that the giveaway if we get to a thousand likes? By the way, I have some meat for sale. Um, frozen, fro- uh, previously frozen, <laughs> previously frozen, and refrozen. We had a good time though. We spent a lot of time with family. Uh, went and saw a bunch of Christmas lights and ate a lot of good food. Really, really good time with the family. So. In studio tonight with us, we got uh, Cody's oldest son, Caden Watson. He's sitting in doing a little listening. We're not going to let him talk though. He's kind of he's kind of quiet. So. Glad to have you here with us, Caden. We're not going to let you say anything. So just just sit there and, and give us a nod or give us a little uh, note passing. If you got anything to add to the show, pass it to your daddy and let him see what's going on. Caden, you you've had a well. We might we might have to let him talk if if he if we get time. We might let you talk about some of your deer hunting from this year. He's had a little success this year. Yeah. What a, some about your, kills. What about your Thanksgiving? I had an absolutely amazing Thanksgiving. Went to my grandmother's on on my mom's side. The whole family was there. We had everyone except for my aunt Renee. She's out in Colorado. Uh, they weren't there, but some of the best dressing that I can remember having in a long time. I don't know what made it so good, but it was. I guess because I hadn't had it in a year. I mean, it was absolutely great. Uh, we ate fried turkey, smoked turkey, and my sister made some stuff that was. I guess it's like a a dip, you use a Frito kind of salad with green peppers, corn salsa, we'll call it. I don't know if that's what it was, but it was delicious. And I took and dipped that over the top of that dressing, but I can tell you them red onions that was in it, I tasted till just a few minutes ago. I believe I burped up a little red onion from Ooh, Thursday. So. Well, we had a – Missy got in there and cooked some pinto beans for us and cornbread one night. You know, we had that when yes. we were in Illinois. Yeah, that's, look, that's my – Kind of a tradition we have. That's a good meal right there. Any chow chow? Uh, no, we didn't have chow chow. My grandmother had made some peppers and sent with us. So I've got to have some chow chow and my beans. I like to dip it in there. Some jalapenos, as long as Jess didn't can them. That's you like you like mayo in your beans, don't you? No, dad, dad. Dad packs it slap full of blue yeah. plate. Yeah, I think, that was, I think Cody Fowler does that too. Bacon chow chow cornbread is what you made. Yeah, I made that last year. Added a little chow chow, a little bacon, jalapenos. Jalapenos. I put way too many jalapenos in there because you know how hot them are. I put them in there and I was picking them out of the batter. We better quit talking about food. We got a man on the phone that can 
<laughs> probably talk about food too <laughs> or he, soon to be on well, the phone well he's not on the phone yet but we're definitely going to get him on the phone shortly after after all that's been said so far i'm excited for uh the upcoming episode it's going to be a two-part series tonight uh most likely going to run into that we'll carry it over we'll release one maybe tomorrow which is today's sunday so we'll drop it on monday which that means the next episode will drop on wednesday and then we're going to take a little break for a couple of weeks and see uh see how everything's going kind of get everything but as i said contest still running on facebook please 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 continue to share it please continue to like it and follow the page as well you can follow it over on instagram we're trying to get that platform shared out and i know it's not doesn't seem like there's a lot going on on that page. Cody's working behind the scenes to get more content added in. We'll be adding some more pictures and some more uh, some more giveaways on that side as well. We may try to do one on that to get to 500 uh, on it. So that's something you know you put put down. We may run in the next couple of weeks. The prize I'm not releasing it yet. As I said, it's something you can use every day. Uh, it's something I think that people will enjoy, and it's something we want to give out. We got some some nice submissions thus far. Uh, we had a lot of activity on one of our posts about deer you made a post cody about some trail camera photos hit listers as you call it and that's something i know we're we're kind of getting into off track here a little bit but trail cameras have kind of changed the game as far as scouting and uh and, and hunting in general for for myself and i know it has for you guys because i remember when we were growing up 35 millimeter trail cameras you had to go down the store and you'd get <laughs> If you had 35 pictures on there, you get 34 squirrels, and you might get a deer's hind end. Okay. I've been trying to find some of those Tacticam reveals. Is that what they're called? I've been trying to find those. You run those, don't you? Yep, I got three of them I've been going. trying to find some of those, but they're hard to find right now. A lot of people fell in love with them. Yeah. I remember the days of 35 millimeter, though. If you was lucky, your mom would walk around Walmart, do an hour photo with you. You just couldn't wait to get out the door with that packet of photos. 48 Bobby. minutes you're over there. Are they done yet? They're printing now. <laughs> One dough. Oh, Sharon Jean's over behind the counter giving you your pictures. <laughs> She's baking them up for you. <laughs> and it was always it was always an excitement. You got outside and you're like, well, I got a spike. Right. <laughs> if you got a good buck, you're printing it out. You're taking that to school. Everybody at school going to know I got a good buck on camera. You ain't going to know where it's over in the woods, but, you know. It's, it's going to be a good one. So, as I said, we're excited for tonight. Uh, give us just a minute. We're going to get uh, Brandon you, on the line. And, did you hunt any? Uh, I did. Oh, I did go on a little hunt. Did go on a little Thanksgiving morning hunt. Me yep. and old Sawyer went. That was an eventful time. I asked him Wednesday night. I said, Jimmy, you want to go to go hunting in the morning with me? Oh, he was, he was geared up and ready to go. So, we went, got off the ranger and walked down in the woods and uh, it was about 6.40, I guess 20 minutes till 7. We was sitting there, and it rained, and so the fog rolled in. Well, about 10 till 7, he said, uh, Dad, can I have them Sour Patch Kids in your bag? <laughs> I said, no, not yet. We're going to be still for a minute. So he laid there beside me, and about 10 after 7, I looked, and there's a deer coming up the draw, and it was a four-pointer, and he walked out, and saw her. I said, you see him? And he was moving around, of course, and we was sitting on the ground, he was 30 yards from us, kind of doing that old stomp, looking at us. And I told Sawyer, I said, okay, you got to quit moving. He just kept moving his head, and it kept looking at us. And I said, you want me to shoot it? And he said, 
yeah, burn him. <laughs> I raised up, and that's the most thankful I've ever been for a deer to go behind a tree. Because as soon as he went behind that tree, I was like, I can't see him no more. I was like, Who I don't see how you didn't keep from shooting. I dodged a bullet on that one because I was did not want to be messing with a deer right then. It was wet, nasty. I darn sure didn't want to be fooling with a four pointer. So you just thinking too much about that dressing. Yeah, and I know if I was late, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> Jessica had already told me, you better not shoot if it ain't a big one. No, nah, she didn't care. She was excited for us to go. So about 15 to late, we was back at the house because Sawyer had all he handled us. Well, we actually went to Paul Paul's, had a cup of coffee, and he had to tell him all about seeing the deer. And then it was uh, watching Netflix. So That was a good Thanksgiving then. It was an absolutely uh-huh. great Thanksgiving. We spent um, the second half of the day with my wife's family at the house. They all came over, and we we had the old tape deck going. I had to dance a little jig, show one of my. I see. Yeah. I see you in there breaking it down. Well, my, little, my niece, bit, yeah. she's like, I don't know my dances. I said, Well, come on, I'll dance with you. Like I felt like we was back at Wild Bill's in the early twenties. <laughs> like we used to grab them, sling them around. That was a lot of fun. So, if you'll ping Brandon up, get him on the line. We'll see how that goes, and uh, we'll talk talk to him about it. He said, "Give him just a second. Oh, he's I got just shot him a text. He's he's got to be checked in on. He said it was raining pretty hard over there, and I know he's standing in the shop. So, yeah, I think you said he was down there working on a lawnmower. Hmm. I'm sure he's working on something. He always is when he's down in the shop. Let me ask you this, Nick. You went up to Illinois. You had a long ride up that day. Did you did you hunt immediately as soon as you got there? Or did you like take a little break for you uh, this time." Yeah, did you hunt? You didn't hunt that evening, did you? No, I, I didn't get up there. It was already dark when I had got there. No, I had I had drove up there. I had left work a little early and I had drove. Did you on leave up Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's that's good good ride and good stop up. I guess you'll, I guess you'll find yourself more and more tired when you make trips like that. The next morning when you wake up is always a hard time to. Uh, I don't know. You get so excited going on trips. I mean, whether it be hunting or vacation, I guess it doesn't really. The rides don't bother you, especially when you're on the phone. Probably three quarters of the time, I talk to you and talk to Brandon. And ride up never bothers me. It's always that ride back. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you're excited to. But I know you can, you're excited to get home when you're coming back, but it's always a long, I guess, a long, uh, drawed out scenario when you're coming back. So yeah, but you can always put the podcast on and listen to them talk about it, boys. How'd it sound? It sounded good. <laughs> I find myself going back and listening to it a good bit. I will tell you this. If you have not listened to over on YouTube, and I've got a channel on YouTube for the page. We'll link it up with the rest of it. But I'm going to share something on there called Hillbillies in the Holler. Really? There's some boys from up, I guess they're up around Tennessee, West Virginia. I'm not sure where they're from. But today I watched an episode that I'm going to have to share on there talking about moving a lake. And if uh, if you've never if you've never listened to them, you wouldn't understand exactly what's what I'm talking about. These old boys decided they would uh, they'd get 24 sticks of two foot dynamite and blow up a beaver dam. And I ain't gonna go into detail about how they blew this beaver dam up and Mister Nix's tractor battery they stole, but. I'm telling you, it was a it was a very entertaining story, and I'm gonna have to share that over on that that platform because it is a it's a good one to listen to, and I guess it's just good old boys just like we are. Well, <laughs> they are way older than us, and it's it's a good story to listen to. So, I, um, shifting back to the ride up, 
I know you've made the trip. Watson's made the trip up there. How many dead deer you think's on the side of the road up through there oh during the rut? A lot. You hit, you hit about Paducah. Yeah, you really start seeing some. It's it's amazing. I don't know if they don't have a catch fence or not not a catch fence, but a safety fence for the state department or. Well, if they don't, it'd be a good investment. <laughs> it would, it? And I'll tell you, if you need a long-term career position, just get you a uh, get you a job with the Tennessee Highway Department because the uh, 75 and 24 up through there, no, they always doing road construction up around yeah. Chattanooga. Oh, <laughs> always oh, doing road yeah. construction. Yeah. You, can, you can retire out there in Chattanooga. You could go to work at 19 <laughs> and you'd be all right for 30 years. Yeah, they got plenty of work. And it's always seems like it's in the wor- in the most inopportune time. There's always a wreck or there's always something going on in that area that just makes it worse and worse and worse. So you made it up that night on Tuesday night and you got up Wednesday morning and, and Thursday I guess morning. You, Thanksgiving morning. I went up Wednesday. Oh, you went up Wednesday, yeah. excuse me. So you worked worked Wednesday for a little bit and then rode up and hunted that first first morning's light, I guess was it good to be back or was it kinda feeling like you were you were dragging it out but did you were you glad oh to be i was back? glad to be back I, i'd actually probably had got in there probably an hour before daylight because i wanted to I had to set up a stand where i was going because i had a southwest wind so the place i was going the, i have a couple lock-ons that don't favor a southwest wind so i had to carry a climber in there and, and i got in there way early and how did you find a tree to put a climb well i had already had it marked on hunt stand <laughs> you must have yeah. you ain't finding one in the dark Shoot. no i had i had already found it early season and marked it on hunt stand and it took me a little bit in the dark because i wasn't trying to blow everything out yeah and you got it hung pretty familiar place though you've hunted that property how many years now 12 12. 12 years. Yeah. So from the first time you went up there 12 years ago to what it is now, have you seen a big change in the way you hunt it? Oh, absolutely. You come from Georgia, and, and I think you go to a go to an out-of-state like that, you're you're trying to hunt it. I think your first impression is, I want to hunt it like these guys do on TV. I want to get on the edge of a field, and, mm-hmm. and I want to see a long ways, and I want to watch those deer, but that's cool, but. You're not going to kill a deer like that until you zone in on him. Well, let me ask you this, because uh, we talked to a lot of local guys up there, too. Have you seen a big change in the number of deer over the last couple of years? I think there's less deer. Less? Yeah, I think there's less deer. When I first went up there, I felt like there was a lot more deer. Now, I'm not going to say there were bigger deer, mm-hmm. but the numbers of deer. But the number of hunters have gained also. Right. So I think that plays a f- factor in it because i think we started going up in 2008 i got my first invite from a local guy here in canton and thank god that he asked me to, and my dad and a couple other guys to go up there and take part and we've been very fortunate enough and i owe him for that but it seems like when we first went up there it was right after the recession kind of and i guess a lot of people weren't spending their time up there and a lot of people are still hunting local or Maybe not even in a club or maybe not even traveling out of state. So, yeah, I, I think the deer have went down. Do you think the quality of deers went down with it or just the numbers? Um, I think the quality of deer is probably still the same. I, I always – seems like it, no matter what, I mean, of course, if you ride around there long enough at night, in the evenings or in the mornings, you're going to see a good deer. But seems like I always stumble upon and see a good deer – running around somewhere which that happened this year 
you were able to stumble upon and see a good one? <laughs> I seen two good ones. Um, I seen one the first time I went up there, and um, it's actually saws all. And then the second one I seen was you this. saw that deer live on the foot. Sawzall? Yeah. That Brandon killed? Yeah. yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Walk did. at 20 yards. Nah, he come <laughs> in behind me for a split second. I think he was checking scrapes. Right. Um, And then I seen another amazing buck this time. No, the reason I was asking that, the guys that we deal with locally up there, they actually said the opposite. They said they're starting to see more deer in the last two years. Is what – well, uh, EHD's played its role, and in, in, in chronic wasting's played its role all over the state in right. different counties. I mean, you may have a county that's right next door that's been plagued with it, where it's decimated their population. That hasn't made a comeback yet, whereas some counties it didn't get into. And a lot of that plays into, you know, what the deer are doing in those areas if they're congregated and they're having issues with the chronic wasting where it spread widespread. I mean, you can see it across the Midwest in just about every state you go to. If you look at a county map of it, it's you may have a red county, and then just to the west of it, it'd be a green county where you've only had two or three cases. I think there was a, a case back probably in 2012. I think there was probably a big case of it. I had a lot of – everything was dry around there. Um 2013 i was able to harvest one of the biggest the biggest deer i've ever killed and 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 i was hunting a water source and i think that really helped and played a factor into in doing that because there wasn't ever all the creeks were dried up and so i'm sure that took a toll on them that year well and with chronic wasting we've been fortunate enough not to be not to have that issue in the south and i think a lot of it has to do with the conservation efforts you know that the department of natural resources and in all the states throughout the midwest have done it trying to contain it with not allowing people to bring you know certain tissue fiber back across state lines and they've tried to prevent it from spreading but you know if we were to have a, a case of that here if it got into our population it would it would be years and years and years before it was able to come back because you, you can sure. see it in kentucky i mean it's it's happened there and it's definitely something that's been very problematic so I mean, I'm, I, I'm not a biologist but by no means but i believe that the you know they say the water source can be a big factor because they're all drinking out of that same source that they go to so if it's a lot of stagnant water well, and I've they heard, share that. Yeah, and, and I've, I've heard certain people talk about feeding, you know, supplemental feeding with bait stations or whatever it may be in the off season. They they've had issues with them, you know, congregating there, and it's they don't they don't feed a lot. I've heard um, Mark and Terry Jury talk about not wanting to feed close by. They spread it out so they don't have deer coming from one area to a certain area. They try to keep the deer in one area fed up good through the off season, and I think that's been a big effort. You know, it's. It's perfectly legal to to feed in most of the Midwest states in the off season and some during season, but I think that's been something that a lot of people have took into conscious effort. You know, hey, we're not going to feed this, and we're not going to feed that, and we're not going to put it in here because we don't want those deer congregated together because we don't want to suffer those losses. I myself have never seen any in any of the Midwest. I don't think I've ever walked no. up on a deer that that's had it. Um, I, I, I thank goodness cause I don't want to see it in, in any of the farms that I hunt. Cause no. the, the guys that I hunt with, they don't want to see it cause they're big bow hunters just like, just like I am and, and you are and Cody is and, and they don't want to see it in the early season. And it seems like that's when you find most of them after those hot summer months where they start, you know, getting, 
it's a bad, bad deal, and it can be very, very bad for for a population. And basically, to wipe out your hunting, if you're if you're like me, you got one place you can go in a state, and you're stuck kind of hunting in that area. You got to go out and seek somewhere else to go if you right. you have a problem like that. I will say this though: this is I was amazed at the number of mama and little ones that I did see this year. So maybe if there was a couple of down years. Where that where that took a toll on them that it is coming coming back. Now you told me you saw uh, how many does the last day, the last evening I saw twenty. So you saw. Do you think that has a play into kind of you not seeing more bucks? Oh, absolutely. Your buck to doe ratio is off a little bit. It seems absolutely. like in that area because I I know going back to to when Cody and I were there we saw. Mm-hmm, Maybe two does, I mean, three at the the most. And if they were moving, they had a buck behind them. So the buck-to-doe ratio in our area seemed to be much, I guess, much more controlled. And that played into, you know, of course, my success and us seeing bucks, I believe. Yeah, I think that's a big part. I mean, out of all those 20 does, I've never seen one buck in there. Even a small one, even trying to push around any of them. Um so was it twenty? You saw twenty adult? Or you no, they they were mixed. They were mixed. It was mama. Some of them were twins. Some of them were singles. I seen some yearlings by themselves. Um, I'm, well, and you wound up so being there the week of Thanksgiving. That's the week after the first week after uh, Illinois' first shotgun season. Yep. So uh, that that could have played into you know some of the deer movement because. I know after hunting in the Midwest that I have, you can get out after a gun season and, and shut a car door and clear every deer for thirty yeah. miles. Yeah, for the for the Georgia hunter that that don't really understand what it's like hunting in the Midwest, the Midwest can be. Um, step in here and help me anytime. Um, they're not very, they're not as scarce. No, no, they're not as scarce. They're, they're not walking around looking up like they are in Georgia. No, and I guess because the the one of the benefits of hunting in the Midwest during the gun seasons is that the the people get together more. That is that is a week and I know how it is in Iowa when I've went up for the shotgun season. That's a week for them to get together with their family and their friends all across the country and and do these deer drives and for us southern hunters you don't know what a deer drive is. Let me give you a little little idea. So you dump out 30 people on a block of timber on one side and you dump out, you know, 15 on the other and then you've got pushers and you'll push these blocks of timber and you'll push every deer in that block of timber out and you might hear 30, 40 shots on the other side of it and you may have, you know, two deer down. And the reason, there's not rifle hunting, it's shotgun hunting so and it's slug only. So you've got hunters up there by the by the parties and that's the way they hunt together they party hunt and they they enjoy that and that's something that we as georgia hunters don't get to do because we don't push deer we don't drive deer and that's something that uh the midwest is is i mean it's a great pastime for them and i've heard many times the the dnr up there speak of it in seminars and stuff there there's people that are against it and there's people that are for it, and I'm one that's totally for it because it's a great time to go up and hang out with our friends that we've made over the years, and we get together and we have those hunts, and there'll be, you know, a pile of deer uh, taken that week, and it's also, 
you know, a time for, for you to cut down on the crop loss for the farmers. Farmers let you come in there and push their timber, and they push those deer out, and then they, you know, take them out of the herd. It's a, it's a good herd maintenance. I'm pretty sure that um, a lot of those states on their gun hunt, like if, if it starts on a Friday, and it's typically it's a three- or four-day, if it starts on a Friday, they, they hunt Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a lot of the times school's canceled on that Friday. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of states. I know yeah. Pennsylvania shuts down for a week. I mean, they, yeah. they literally, yeah. in certain counties, they'll shut down for a week for yeah. people to go hunting with their family because that's a pastime for them. That's yeah. the week they look forward to all year long. And I've got friends that are all over the Midwest that, that could you hunt. Ima- could you imagine how many people we from Georgia we could get in the outdoors if we took time off from school and that was a tradition? Yeah, but... <laughs> Given the state of, of circumstance that our government's in at this current time, on, that ain't going to happen. Right. They ain't that many people interested in hunting in the state. It's dropping dramatically, uh, and and that's something we're, we're excited to get back to uh, maybe a little later on in the year. We're going to get back to the Midwest and do some do some party hunting. So I want to give uh, – we're going to try to get Brandon on the phone again. He had a little had a little snafu and had to take care of, and uh, – so we'll we'll ping him up and try to get him on the phone. Like I said before, it's uh it's you ready? definitely uh definitely something I'm we're give, uh, give him a call real quick. Definitely something we're looking forward to getting this story of the the sawzall bug. Hello. Hey, you're live. Hey. All right. Let me introduce everybody who's not familiar with the man plan. Brandon Poole is on the phone to talk about his Illinois trip with Nick Wilson. Brandon, how you doing tonight, man? Doing fine, yourself. We're doing good, man. We're doing good. We're excited to have you on and talk about what uh, what sounds like to be the biggest buck you've taken in your life. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd say it is. It's odd looking deer, but um, yeah, as far as uh, you know inches wise and 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 i guess body it is the biggest deer i've ever took with a boat sure yeah brandon tell tell me when you first started going to illinois i know nick and you you got together with nick and went up what three four years ago yeah well well i've known you know nick my whole life and you and uh about two i guess 2014 i had somebody wasn't gonna come no more and uh nick asked me if i'd like to come up and, and and join and, uh, which I've never done nothing like that before. I've always hunted, you know, just wherever you could hunt here, you know, around the house, Cherokee County, South Georgia. So, um, that's what I did. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, the, the first time I ever went in 2014, I didn't, didn't take a buck, but it was, uh, it wasn't it long. Was it wasn't else. long after that for the horse you set in. That's right. They already yeah, been on yeah, me about yeah. the horseshoe, Brandon. I, I'm tired of yeah. hearing about that. Tell them, tell them, it just takes getting in there and grinding with it, don't it, son? I guess I don't know. It, it, I, I'd like to say it's done with uh, you know, all my uh, professional hunting tires I got, but I, I, <laughs> I don't believe that's it. So um, I, I would say most of it's luck, and I, um, I owe a lot of it to Nick. Really, to be honest with you, because um, you know, like I said, the first year didn't. Uh, shot, uh, shot some does had to go in there you know never seen the place before and, and put some stands up and it kind of it, it's kind of odd coming from georgia going up there because you, you know we're used to you know 
pine thickets and hardwood haulers and getting up high in the early season, getting low in the late season. And, um, we go over there and there's all these fields and you're lucky to find a tree and you're dang sure lucky to find one a climber to go on. So, um, never really, probably never even gotten a lock on, but a couple times before that, um, because you just don't have to around here. Right, yeah, but, um, and, and you get up in the Midwest, there's a lot, it's a, it's a lot different. So I know going up there the first time for myself was a, was a it was an interesting experience to say the least because you, you, you see more deer and you hunted here, you and I hunted up in Rock Creek where we'd hunt an entire weekend and never see a deer. And when you go up there and you see in, you know, 8, 10, 12, 20 a day, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of excitement. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm a. I don't call myself. I ain't no trophy hunter. Well, living in Georgia, I don't know how big of a trophy hunter you can be. Right. So, I'm I'm a deer hunter. So, you know, when I was younger, it, if a spot walked out though, whatever, especially if it was those days, you shoot the first thing you see, just because you, you're lucky to get a deer. Period. Exactly. So, going up there and the first time. Nick helped me out with a spot up there, and we hung my climber. And the first time I ever sit there, I don't know, I think I think six or seven different bucks cruising. Well, hell, I mean, in a, in a month, you might not see six or seven deer They're in, in Georgia. Right. I mean, and uh, especially bucks. I mean, you know, you're lucky to, you know, you see a spike, a three point, and, you know, you see an eight pointer, it ain't make it long. But, um, so it, it's just totally different. And, I mean, to see go up there whether you kill anything or not and see 30 40 deer in a week period or you could see 30 40 deer in three days um it, it's something crazy it um it kind of runs you a little bit when, when you come back to the house yeah it does uh, it, sure. it makes you makes you not want to go to the woods because you know maybe i ain't gonna see one today maybe i will <laughs> It definitely right, changes right. the and, tone. We're speaking spot. We're we're speaking about spots for most of our Georgia. You know, I mean, there's there's yeah, certain, no, there's no, certain yeah, places in certain, Georgia. Oh, that's got great deer and a lot of deer. But talking about North Georgia, yeah, North Georgia, <laughs> North Georgia hunting yeah. these ten. Where it's brown, brown, it's down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and we all grew up hunting like that, and and definitely uh, definitely changes the mindset when you go to the Midwest. So let's fast forward a little bit, Brandon. I want you to, I want you to run me through, you know, you didn't, you didn't go last year, um, to Illinois, I don't believe. I, I, and you went this year. So I fast forward a little bit and tell me, you know, what was the, what was the preparation like? Was you excited to get there? Oh yeah. I, like I said, I didn't go last year. I usually, um, you know, starting in 2014, I went and I usually, just because that's when Gus was born, and um, you know, and I was lucky to go in 2014. Um, you know, my wife watched Gus; he wasn't, but you know, he was born in June, and we left uh, November 6th or 7th that first time. So, um, you know, having a newborn and, and still getting to go to Illinois, and that time we actually went longer than we do now. I think we went for 10 days straight um, then, what we used to do, and. Um, Anyway, every other year I usually go, uh, we'll go to Cedar Creek and, uh, Jasper County with some of our other mutual friends and we'll go down there and camp for, you know, four or five days and, and, and hunt that. Um, but I mean, we were excited, you know, like I said, um, y'all was excited to get there this year for sure. Oh yeah. We, we went up in summer and, and done some, uh, 
Nikki got a bobcat, and we've done some bush hogging and certain things, and go up there and, and check stands like we always do. And um, but I mean, we've been talking about it. You know, as soon as you leave this, you know, we talk about next year. As soon as you leave this year, I mean, what you're going to do different next year, and and, and just planning because I mean, it's what we love to do. It's exciting, so we can't wait to get to the next year. Um, we wouldn't leave if we could, but you know everybody's got jobs and and families and stuff. But we were super excited to get up there this year for sure. Yeah, that sounds that sounds just like me and Alex. As soon as we leave, we're like, all right, what, what are we doing next year? What are we planning? Hey, Brandon, I was going to ask you. I asked Nick this um, a little bit ago. From when, from the time you started going up there to this year, do you think you've started seeing more deer every year or less? Because the reason I ask. As some local guys we hunt with up there, they're saying that, man, it's finally starting to get back to the way it used to be, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And Nick said he kind of sees the diff, you know, a different angle where y'all hunt and where he's seeing maybe less deer. Well, I, well, not knowing what I was getting into in, in 2014, um, saying I just, you know, saw those first few bucks. Um, I seen a lot of deer that first year. More, what I thought. Now maybe it was just my, you know, me looking at it from me not being up there before. But I thought it was crazy. Now I did see going the next, you know, the next time and the next time I started noticing we weren't seeing as many um, big deer. Um, now we did see big deer. Uh, you go up in the summer and stuff, and we'd see bats or growth, and we'd see our occasional uh, deer while we were up there, um, you know, through the binoculars or, or, or whatever. You know, you're coming back for lunch or whatever. But it did seem like the deer, um, you know, not the doe population, of course, but it seemed like the bucks were getting a little bit harder to find. And um, 2000, Nick, I don't know if it was 2018, 2016. I found, I hunted down behind our camp on the big creek because me and Nick seen a, a, a huge buck tending the doe down there. We we're going to try to, you know, set up on him. And, uh, while we did, I found, we got it hanging at camp. I think it was a 130, 35 inch, um, 12 pointer. The whole deer dead in the creek. Yeah, I remember um, when y'all found that deer. You know, beautiful deer, older deer, dark corn, um, you know, whether somebody shot him or not, but we're still talking both seasons. So it, um, you know, it could have got shot on neighboring properties or, you know, shotgun hadn't got here. So, um, I'm thinking it was a who knows what happened? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know nothing, you know, a whole lot about that, but I do know that it's mostly a uh, mature deer, um, is, is who it gets after for the most part. And most time they find them in water. Um, but it, it just seemed like a, it was kind of odd. You know, we saw another guy, uh, Mr. John, had shot it, but um, he didn't. He's the one that brought the head back because I left it. I didn't want to, you know, mess with it if it was his. But, was that um, was that the first year or second year you were you were there? That was that was probably, uh, I don't, that was probably 2016. So that was 2016 for sure. Well, that, was the same, that was the same year you killed that deer up there on the hill? That was the first time I killed – killed a buck up there with my bow was 2016 and that's when i found that what'd you think about the what'd you think about the weather this year 
Well, it was terrible. And I'm sure y'all's was terrible too. Of course it was, but, um, it was, I mean, it's like being in Georgia. I mean, we definitely, um, which, uh, you know, only good Lord controls the weather, but we definitely should have not went. We should have started hunting Wednesday morning. And, and which was the, the I think Wednesday the was guy. the 11th, I think. Yeah. We were there which, when it was, uh, but I will say this though, the last couple of years we've been up there has been so cold that it's been very hard right. to sit there. I know coming right, from right, Georgia, right. You, you, are, you are the same way as I am. You go, you go from uh, bow hunting here in September and October to going to Illinois to sitting there with a the bow, and you you ain't want to take your hands out of your pocket even. Right. No. And, and Illinois, which is crazy, it, it'd be forty five degrees up there, and uh, that wind ain't nothing to slow it down. Your hands are staying in your pocket. <laughs> right. Mean, if that wind. That wind gets going up there. It don't matter. It's cold. And so um, this year being warm, I know going into it for myself and, and Cody while we were there, it kind of gave us that perception. All oh, the deer movement's going to be low right out of the gate. Did did you guys see deer movement, or did you you know was it pretty dead for you? It was dead for me. You seen more deer through. I seen more deer through tech, through you than I seen. Right. I didn't see four from Saturday. Till Tuesday, I think four deer, and and I mean, not in bow range. A glimpse of them for a second, and that was it. Um, Wednesday, didn't see much. Wednesday morning, I didn't see nothing. Wednesday morning, Wednesday evening, I finally seen right at dark. I seen a, a few does and a buck, which looked to be decent. Um, and, and I was still hunting a spot where I killed my. Um, a 10 pointer in a 2018, the same spot. Um, I could barely tell what was going on. I could see him, uh, honing a bush up there and kind of pushing the dough, you know, real easy and, uh, headed over towards, um, Nick's this, dad. This and, was, uh, this was the deer. Was you, this was the deer you killed in 2018. No, no, no. I'm, I know. I, I was kind of, yeah, yeah, I, in the spot. I was oh, the oh, you're talking about okay. I okay. There in I was at the, yeah, I was at the piss hole, and um, it, the deer come. You know, first buck I'd seen, first rack buck I'd seen that was worth even looking at, and I got to see it for you know about fifteen seconds, and that was it. So up till that point, um, till Wednesday evening, from Saturday to Wednesday evening, I seen uh, seven deer. So and so, so needless to say the hunt was ridiculous. right right so needless to say the hunting was slow but and that just goes to show you the the area you guys were forty five minutes tops from us and from what we had seen or what I had seen at the beginning of the week compared to what you guys were seeing it was it was night and day difference and there was you know not talking a great deal of distance here as far as what the the deer were doing well. I, a lot of it was the weather, and I ain't going to say it wasn't, um, you know, uh, deer got to eat, deer got to move, and if they're, you know, if they're pushing or chasing or searching or whatever they're doing, it, if those are going in, because the week prior, I mean, it was in the 30s, so I, I'm sure they was getting fired up, and they, you know, if those come in, bucks don't care whether it's August or whether it's December. January. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, you know, they'll breed them whenever. Uh, I feel like, you know, but well, and um, I asked Nick they that, were running them. 
I had asked Nick if the if if he thought the buck to doe ratio in y'all's area because he said he saw twenty does that that last day that he was up this past week. You know, do you feel like that's a that's a challenge in y'all's area? You you got too many does. Uh, well, when you go to Illinois, what, what, what are you going for? I mean, you go and kill a big deer. Um, I, I think a lot of out of state hunters don't use their doe tag. I try, but it sure is hard. I mean, it, it's hard to shoot a doe when if you wait three minutes, you know, there could be 140, 150 class deer behind it. So I, I feel like we probably aren't taking enough the does that we should. I, I had opportunity to take does later after I, you know, shot a buck that I just didn't take. Um, but, um, you know, don't let – don't let Nick fool you about that horseshoe now. Don't let let you think about his spot. Um, he was sending down twenty does. Now he he would go out there and see fifteen does in one time in one sitting, and everybody else ain't seen the deer. So don't let him fool you. I mean, y'all turn around and look up. Don't let him lie, y'all. Oh out God! There, Here's the, we're getting a little truth now about it. <laughs> So, so yeah. basically, where you were hunting at when? Uh, so, all right, we're on Wednesday now. You've seen seven deer at this point, and it's a uh, it's it's been slow. It's been been a, a rundown. You're getting down. You guys are leaving on on Friday, correct, or Saturday? To go come, to, to, go come, to come home Saturday. So you're leaving on Saturday. So you're getting down to Wednesday. You hadn't had anything going on Thursday, Friday. It's getting down to crunch time. So it's it's time to put the all day sit in, get the lunch packed, and, and get in there with it, which is. I believe what Thursday uh, you decided was it was time to do. Well, Wednesday we decided, um, you know, our buddy Blaine went up with us, and uh, we got back Wednesday. And we thought, like, this is, you know, this is just we're gonna have to get with it here. Um, he's like, well, I'm going to the store. I'm gonna get us some snacks so we can stay all day. So he did, and I'll be honest with you, I probably ain't sitting stand from daylight to dark, you know twice in my life <laughs> I agree um, with it's, that. A hard, it's a hard thing to do um um we ain't getting paid for it like in, you know fellas on tv but it's hard to do um, especially if you ain't seeing much yeah and so, so how, how big i gotta ask this how big was the snack bag that you had to take <laughs> with you because if your yours was anything like you remember, mine, that, you remember that game cart you was talking about <laughs> right well I don't know. Well, you can look over and look at Nick, and you know how big Blaine is, and I ain't small neither. So you can imagine what Blaine come back. He, when I say jumbo honey bun, I'm talking about Etzel, Etzel hubcap size honey bun. Okay? So I took one honey bun, and the reason I did that is because Nick ate all the fudge around the family size box before. Golly, so, whole box. The truth is coming out. He's been so <laughs> quiet <laughs> over here. He, he, he's eating, Brandon. I know. He knows. Well, the truth hurts, and, I've, I, mean, and I ain't a fudge round, man. I'm a Star Crunch guy and a Nutter Butter. <laughs> yeah, so the I Star Crunch are gone, round. too. <laughs> Don't, we ain't talking about that. We're talking about you now. Um, <laughs> the fudge rounds are gone, so we're out of food. So Blaine goes gets it, and we decide we're going to sit all day Thursday. And um, I don't know. Uh, well, Tuesday evening, um, you, you know, like I said, I had to give a lot. I got to give a lot of credit to Nick on this because most of these spots that um, two, the last spot, 2018, and this spot were 
spots that Nick told me I should go check out. Well, one of them was his spot, and one of them was a spot we went and looked at and, and, and hunted. So uh, Tuesday evening, we went up there, and um, he, worked, he worked me and Blaine like dogs. Well, I thought we was part of Jordan Logging up there. We cutting trees down for shooting lanes, him hanging this big old lock on. I mean, we was dragging brush, and I just thought it was just ridiculous, but obviously – it, it wasn't, but um, apparently it was the right move there, to make. <laughs> it was the right move. I mean, it was. I mean, a lot of a lot of cutting, and, and it was seventy five, seventy six degrees. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Cold. It wasn't like it was cool. So you know, it was in the forties on Wednesday, and then we got down to the thirties. We got down to the nitty gritty on Thursday morning. So Nick told me I, I've been hunting the same spot every day pretty much since Saturday where I killed my last buck, because I, I hate to move around a lot, because if it, it's a chess game up there, because you can see all kinds of deer out in the fields and stuff, but if you start trying to play that chase game, I myself personally, it, it seems like it doesn't end well to go over here, and then they come out over here, and then go over there. So I like to stay put, and um, it's worked out in the past, so that's what I've done. So Thursday, well, you've you've uh, you've got a uh, wash tub full of snacks headed to the stand. I do. But when he uh, when he says neat. when he says Thursday, he's going to a different stand. This is him pulling out a climbing stand in a successful spot that he had two years ago, where he just seen a good buck working the fence line, and that took some willpower yeah. to pull his stand. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just, just to say, hey, I'm, I'm giving up on. I don't think they're there because, and and we don't have to go into it. But the food source wasn't there that was there before. So no, no. The, the, they cut the corn in the field. They cut corn early. So in the field where all the does were bedded to my right, um, which is to my east, they cut corn early. So the does ain't bedded in there. So when no I killed that moving year that before, the does were in and out every day, every day, in and out, in and out. Well, I got lucky. A buck was cruising. He come underneath the stand going to the cornfield right. to check for does. He was, you know, working around a cow pasture. Well, so we're just out here and just, you know, fields with nothing, not really much food, some green grass coming up, and we ain't seeing the bucks. And I believe that we've had a little – um hunting pressure in that area that we weren't used to um may have had a factor may not so we um nick on that stand nick was going back to his honey hole where he always goes um and i i was a look i was getting a little where i didn't i was running out of running out of spots to go right um and we're leaving saturday it's thursday right so he says, go up there. And I said, you sure? You sure? I probably asked him if he's sure a hundred times. And I hate to go up there, man. Spotty ain't get to hunt it but one time. Yeah, go, yeah. You know, Nick's always like that. He don't, you know, he don't care about stuff like that. And um, you're, so well, you're up breaking there. up there, Brandon. You're breaking up on that last part. It, it, his, his old head ain't going to make it no more. It's about it at full pressure. <laughs> I got to, well, I got to give him a little. I, I got to give him a little credit. He's helped me out, so. 
so you go to this stock. spot that you you hadn't hunted here before this week. This is a spot that you you and uh, Blaine went up there and, and uh, got got log. got worked like rented mules. Yeah, we did. Um, but they, uh, you know, he texted me before he was hunting up there, and, and we've hunted around it on, on the lower end field side. But um, and and I killed probably to the west over there. Probably I don't know five hundred yards. I killed my first buck. Well. Um, I, I went up there and, and he said it was in a bed in there and we kind of talked before about Ted, you think it'll mess this deer up and stuff so I said I don't know I think it will but who who knows you, you know you're seeing deer will just do whatever we can do and we've had a south wind and I'm, you know you, you guys had the same wind and pretty much a majority of our stands up there are all based off anything but that so exactly it, it was putting us in a bind and um, finally, when that front moved through Thursday morning, you know, I, I believe we had a north northeast wind, maybe northwest. I, I can't remember. Um, so we went up there. We we're going to sit all day. So I got up there, and I'm talking when he, when I say bedding area, you know, I've walked through several, and we you know we got pine thickets and this and that. I walk up through there. It's like a daggum. A zombie apocalypse. I'm going up through there with a flashlight, and you look to your left, and a deer stands up. You look to your right, one stands up. You the whole time you're walking up through there, deer are just standing up, looking at you. I mean, just right beside you, which is crazy. This is Thursday I mean, morning, were, right? Yes, but, but they didn't. They didn't bust out of there. They were. They didn't know what I was, but I was just. They were just deer bedded, and I'm not talking about a bedding area like. 20 by 20 or 20 yards by 20. I'm talking about there's that bedding area up there. probably 200 yards by 100 yards wide. I mean, they're just all up there. And they were just deer standing up. I climb up in the stand, hadn't sitting there a couple seconds. Deer coming out of the bedding area to my left. I mean, I can see silhouettes. They're walking, walk behind me. Um, you know, of course, at this point, they get northeast wind. I think they bust me or she busts me, and runs off. So so after you've got in the stand, you've climbed up your tree, you've uh, drugged a toe sack full of uh, snacks up there, messed around with honey buns, got everything situated. you got deer all around you already right at daylight. Right at daylight. But um, after daylight comes, nothing. It, it's over. Um. That's a little sitting there, you know, it, were, it is, you know, but I, you know, I've seen other things. I've seen stuff I had never seen before. I, you know, hawks doing things. I've seen all kinds of owls, just crazy stuff. And, uh, which is enjoyable, you know, it don't, that's what we're there for anyway. So I think nine thirty, I see to my left coming out, coming from behind me, coming on the left shoulder. I see a buck chasing the doe. I, I'm pretty sure it's a little one. Um, he runs off. Don't see him again. Now, that's at 930. So, I sit there all day long. I don't see another deer till 1 o'clock. And uh, Did you have any uh, coffee? How uh, are you staying focused, Brandon? Give me a little bit of insight in that. If you eat, I, I mean. Know. I, 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 or, I don't or, know. Um, well, that morning, I probably went. Mine went last nutter butter and diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, 
that's about it. Um, so, I mean, well, the only reason I'm staying focused is because I know there's deer. I, I could hear deer. I mean, like I said, this bed in there is huge. So, and you're I in a, you're in deer. You're in the woods now. You're not on the edge of a field. You're yeah, in. Oh yeah, I'm in the timber. Okay. Right. I, I feel more confident. Period. In the woods. Just maybe it's being from Georgia or whatever, and we ain't playing a chess game. But I, I feel more confident in the woods because who knows what can step around the other side of a tree and come from what you don't. But if you're in a field, you know. Oh yeah, and, you got a three sixty okay, view of what what's going on pretty much all the way around you. If you they're know, in a field. And, and it, you know, like I said, a deer comes out at 200 yards and he's a 180 inch deer. So what, what does that mean? Why even, you know, I don't even get excited because what's the likelihood you got a better chance of winning the lottery right. than him walking around on your deer stand. So I could hear deer throughout the morning, but like I said, this, this bed there is so big, they were walking away from me. I know what they were doing. They were going, you know, down to the fields to feed or they were doing whatever. They didn't know where I was there. Um, but at 1 o'clock, I seen a doe and, and, and a little one come back back up to the bed there. They're coming from the field, and we're talking 300 yards from the field. Right. Come up, come through the bed area, come out in the road bed in front of us. It's a, you know, um, a beautiful doe. She's got double, double throat patch. Her whole brisket, solid white all the way into her stomach, and um, she's got a little button buck with her, and he's double throat patch. They hang out for 45 minutes. So we're talking, I think they left at 140. Um, you know, and at this point, everything's quiet. We're getting into the into the lull here. It's, it's getting tough to, you know, you're wanting to think if you made the right decision or not. Well, hold, and, um, hold on, Brandy. Before we go into whether or not you made the right decision or not, we're gonna take a, we're gonna take a, a moment here and shout out to our followers out there and let y'all know this is gonna be a two part episode. So we gonna we gonna put the brakes on you right now and uh, we gonna we gonna split it off and we're gonna do a, a two part episode here. So uh, y'all are gonna have to tune in to our next next episode to find out how how Brandon ends the deal with uh with old sawzall so brandon we appreciate you being on and uh we'll uh we'll call you back uh we're gonna hit you back here uh here on the next one so just uh just give us a bit man i appreciate it guys all right everybody thanks for tuning in tonight and i hate to cut you short like that but uh it's getting a little long in the tooth and we're gonna flip this episode over and make it a two-part series um, as Brandon goes in and discusses how he closes the deal on the on a great buck in Illinois. So like I said, everybody go over to our Instagram page, our Facebook page, follow along, make sure you share it, make sure you stay tuned because uh, this is going to be a good one. I can't wait to hear how it ends. And for everybody out there and Talk About Nation, we appreciate you listening. Make sure you come back for part two. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.